0: Welcome to this edition of Cause Collective Radio on KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUM HD. This is Ashley Frevert. I am your host for today's edition of Cause Collective Radio. I just want you to know this show was created to highlight the great work done by many of Lincoln's nonprofits who are members of Cause Collective. To learn more about Cause Collective and how we help our members better serve the community, you can visit our website at www.causecollectivelincoln.org. And you know, while you're there, there's also this wonderful free newsletter that you can read all about our members, um, how they're doing, and also how you can support them. So all you have to do to sign up for that is click on community newsletter under the community outreach button. So today's episode, we are talking to Katie Patrick, Executive Director of Catholic Social Services of Southern Nebraska. Welcome, Katie. Thank you. Um, It's nice to have you here. I'm excited to get to know you and to uh, talk a little bit more about the organization. But first, I think I'd like to know who you are. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe how long you've been with the
1: organization? Sure. Yeah. Thank you, Ashley, so much for having me on today. Um, I started my work with Catholic Social Services actually back when I was a sophomore in high school. And so that now... um, we're looking at a little more than 20 years ago and I had volunteered to help a recently arrived refugee family from Afghanistan settle here in Lincoln. And it was a mother with her six children. She had been recently widowed. Her husband was killed by the Taliban in Kabul just a few weeks prior to their arrival here in the United States. And I just remember, um, my encounter with that family and seeing for the first time what a refugee had to live through and what they had, or rather didn't have as they rebuilt their lives here in Lincoln. And um, again, it was through CSS, they had a case manager and other individuals helping them on the way. But the amount of, um, gosh, I guess maybe a clear way to say like their learning curve here, once they got to Lincoln was just so huge. And it really took a number of people involved, you know, um, daily interactions with them and everything from helping the kids get into school, helping the mother learn English, helping her find work, teaching her how to drive, you know, explaining laws in the United States and how they differed from her home in Afghanistan and, and just really all the work that went into welcoming and integrating her and her family here into the United States. I knew from that moment that it was something that I wanted to p- pursue further and dedicate my, I guess at that time, my academics, you know, so when I went on to the university and things like that, what I wanted to focus on, and then more importantly, what I wanted to do professionally is to work with refugee and immigrant communities here in Lincoln. And so that jump-started a lot of what followed. I went on to the University of Nebraska at Lincoln and focused on international studies. And then I went to graduate school on the East Coast at Seton Hall University Received a master's in diplomacy and international relations. And then after that, I went to the Democratic Republic of Congo with a lay missionary organizations called the Daughters of Charity. And then came back to the United States, worked at nonprofits in Denver, Colorado for a few years, came back to Lincoln, worked at the Asian Community and Cultural Center, and then found my way back to Catholic Social Services. what a story. And it's so heartfelt. You are exactly where you
0: should be. That is incredible. Um, So speaking about this wonderful experience you had and with Catholic Social Services of Southern Nebraska, could you tell us a little bit more about the mission and maybe some of the history?
1: Sure. Yeah. So the mission of Catholic Social Services of Southern Nebraska is to perform the works of mercy in response to the call of God. And so the works of mercy encapsulate the um, feeding the hungry, giving drink to the thirsty, clothing, the naked, caring for the homeless, visiting the sick, the imprisoned, burying the dead, all of those works of mercy that we as humans are called to care for one another. And so it's, um, that's been our, our mission then. And, uh, as far as the history, we started back in 1932 and Bishop Kutra at the time wanted to, to do something in response to the Great Depression. And so Catholic Social Services started as a, as a soup kitchen where we would provide food to the hungry and those who were impacted by the Great Depression. And then it grew over time and... Um, Back in the 80s, then it led to one of our, the creation establishment of one of our very large projects and that is refugee resettlement. And so it's just kind of evolved and gotten bigger and expanded over the years. We have offices across the state. Um, So we also have offices in Hastings, Auburn and Imperial, Nebraska. Lincoln has
0: um, a wonderful refugee welcoming feel. We, we have so many refugees from countries that come in and um, so many great organizations like yourselves that are just all about wanting them to feel comfortable and you know get used to the community. It's just fantastic. Um, I'm also wanting to know about your five key program areas. Could you talk about what you do a little bit there?
1: yes yeah so so like you said we have five main program areas we have our food market and meal services we have st gianna women's homes which is a transitional home it's a 24-unit apartment complex that provides um safety security and that transitional housing with additional programming to survivors of domestic violence and crisis pregnancy. And then we also have refugee resettlement and employment services. We have emergency services, which is rent, utilities, um, medical costs, like anything really with financial need. And then we have our immigration legal services. And then I should say like with that, we have um, like little project or projects within all of those programs. And so a few that maybe people don't know too much about or that you don't hear about too often is that we have furniture available for families, households in need, and then we do also provide delivery. And so we'll receive referrals from other agencies across the city. Um, I think that list is just dozens of agencies that refer their clients over to us and then we're able to kind of take inventory of what furniture items they need, whether it's you know, beds, couches, lamps, desks, kitchen tables, washers, dryers, other appliances. And then we have a a large warehouse where we receive those donations and then process them and deliver them to those families in need. And then we also with that have um, our recycling program. And so each one of our sites across the state has a thrift store attached to the offices. And so our thrift store in Lincoln, the St. Louis Gift and Thrift, we receive a ton of donations. Uh, blessed with all those donations, and then we have staff and volunteers who sort through that, and then whatever cannot be sold, we we recycle.
0: Those are some exciting and uh, much-needed programs, especially, you know, when when refugees in particular come over, they don't bring couches. <laughs> And chairs and, and a bed, um, you know, those things we take for granted in our own lives, um, they have to build it from the ground up. That is some really important work, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, well, let's talk about the goals for the agency then, um, or even some, maybe some new things that are coming up or some, you know, even some really impactful programs, um, you know, some successes that you want to highlight as well.
1: Sure. Yeah. So um, right now, our Lincoln office is going through a renovation. And so I'd say just as the executive director, our number one goal is to get through it. Yeah. (laughs) Renovations are, I think, they ask a lot, not just of our staff, of course, and volunteers, but of our clients, because it's going to certainly shift how our services and our goods are provided and delivered. And I think we've learned quite a few lessons from COVID because we did have to pivot and respond, you know, to the way that uh, COVID changed things for for our different programs. And so our renovation is happening in two phases. We completed phase one, which is a renovation of our thrift store. And so if you haven't been ever, or if you haven't been in a while, I would certainly encourage you all to come down and visit. It's located at 21st and O Street. And it's just, what I like best about that renovation is that we preserved quite a bit of the original building and the facade and cleaned it up. And then when you walk into the thrift store, there's a very large mural up above, and it contains several images of what that building looked like back in the thirties. Oh, neat. Yes. And so. Um, Certainly, I've always been someone who's appreciated history and the past. And when it's the past of my hometown, Lincoln, it's just really special. And so originally that building was a grocery store in the 30s during the time of the Great Depression. And so I always draw that parallel that, you know, here we are 80 some years later and 80 90 years later and we're and I think very much that back in the 30s during the great depression that grocery store more often than not was also having patrons or organizations and agencies purchasing food and then giving it to the poor and so I love that we've been able to preserve that and Um, So yeah, it's a a beautiful renovation and it just um, it really speaks to the dignity of the human person because a lot of our clients, of course, shop there as well. And our um, our goal there was to create a very beautiful space where we could welcome the low income and the non-limited resources and the homeless into to shop. And so that was phase one. And so now phase two, we're going to be renovating our main office building right next door on O Street. And it's going to put our admin and our program staff into a pretty small space <laughs> that's next to the thrift store. And uh, that renovations, it's probably going to take anywhere from nine to 12 months. And so it's going to change things for our clients and and things like that. You know, so I think that is, you um, kind of our short-term goal to make sure that we have that smooth transition and are still able to help the community. And then a long-term goal would be settling into our new space and then expanding our programming. And What I'd really like to see in a lot of our different programs is an education component. And we've started that, of course, with the refugee resettlement by providing cultural orientation. And then we have it with our food market as well providing our clients with additional information on nutrition and how to maintain a healthy diet and uh, health, healthier options when they're walking through our food market, selecting, uh, selecting food for them and their families. Those are some big changes,
0: some Mm -hmm. much needed changes. And how wonderful is it to have the same, work happening at the same location, you know, 90 years later, that's, yeah, that's incredible. Mm -hmm. Great. Great. Um, so, so let's talk about those spaces and, and, and who comes and goes there. You have, um, quite a good volunteer crew. Could you tell us a little bit more about volunteering and, um, who, who those are and how someone could get involved
1: Yeah, of course. So um, I'd say getting involved, definitely, you know, go check out our website, which is csshope.org. And then the different types of volunteer opportunities we have are really focused on building relationships with the clients that we serve. And so um, I guess... Like at CSS, we really try to focus more on the encounter and not the transaction. And so even services that happen quickly, whether it's providing the homeless with a sleeping bag or a gift card to go shop at the thrift store, it's encouraging our staff and our volunteers to take more time and get to know the name of the individual, um, where they're from, what they do, and just really I guess, slowing down and spending more time with one another and being invested in in that person that's right in front of us. And so the opportunities for volunteers are at uh, St. Gianna Women's Homes, we're seeking mentors for the women. For the food market, we seek volunteers to walk through the food market with clients and provide them that health and nutrition information. for the recycling this is um, I guess great opportunities for individuals that just kind of want to come for a couple hours and do some more manual labor and that's just sorting through donations and then working with our peeling system and things like that. So, there's certainly an array of opportunities. And we do have um, opportunities for larger groups to do things as well in classes. Um, so, if you're a teacher at the school, certainly reach out to us and we'd be happy to find different ways for you and your students to, to be involved.
0: The opportunities and, um, you know, nonprofit organizations are always in need for volunteers. And it sounds like Catholic social services is definitely a good place to feel like you belong and help others to feel like they belong as well. That's excellent. Um, let's change gears a little bit. And could you talk about, um, misconceptions?
1: Yes. Thank you for asking. And, you know, actually this, uh, I feel is more of a misconception, not so much with our clients, but with donors in the community. And that's that, um, we serve, we don't serve, we don't just serve Catholics, Mm -hmm. right? We serve because we're Catholic. And so, our clients know that. And I think um, within the community and like the referrals we receive, you know, and we, we obviously don't ask this question. But if I could venture a guess, I'd say maybe 90% of who we serve is not Catholic. And so just really emphasizing to the community that we do not serve only Catholics, we serve because we're Catholic. And that's in line with our vision statement, which is to inspire hope and love in every encounter mm-hmm. because we're Catholic. And so, yeah, I would say that's certainly a misconception that we're, you know, working with daily. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Um And works of mercy aren't, mm-hmm. you know, just associated with Catholic religion either. Right. You know, right. They're everyone deserves mercy and grace. And that's absolutely something that Catholic Social Services is there to give Mm -hmm. and foster. That's Mm -hmm. excellent. Excellent. Um, So now that we've talked about the misconception, Mm -hmm. um, how about, uh, you know, it could be an organizational success or even a personal story that you just hold dear to your heart.
1: Yeah, so there is one family in particular that we have assisted very recently within the past probably one to two months and the best part about it is that the assistance we provided to that family involved multiple staff from several different programs and so as you know wraparound services and it's just really cool that an individual individual can walk through our front door and be helped with a variety of different or have their needs met a variety of needs met. Um, So the one family I'm thinking about came in because I think initially they needed assistance with housing. They had a couple small kids. They had just moved from a different city. They were staying at People City Mission and they wanted to know if we could help them secure housing. And go figure, that's not one of the you know one of the main programs you know or services that we provide but we do have someone who was able to assist them in finding an apartment and then with that he also helped the dad find employment and then while they were here i been hours in our lobby um just kind of working through those landlord calls and employment phone calls and things like that but when they were here we were also able to provide them food that they could take back with them. And so then they, it was a refugee family. And so they had been there here for some years but needed assistance with immigration and, and filing for their documents, their green cards and renewing their work permit. And so we were also able to help them with that. And I remember just years ago when I started out in nonprofits, I, I went in thinking, you know, there are hundreds of nonprofits in this city. If we could all do one thing really, really well, then, then we could fix it, you know, then we could help more people. And as it turns out, wraparound services really are the advantage to clients because they're able to go to one, maybe two nonprofits and get their food, get housing, uh, help find help with employment, uh, English classes, immigration issues, you know, all of those kinds of things. And if just if they only had to, I guess, share their story and find just one or two case managers instead of 15, then, then they're better off.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And it keeps, keeps them feeling safe. And yes. um I just wrote down as you were, as you were speaking, you know, it's, it's, they're coming in for one need and mm-hmm. lots of times it's, yeah, it's that food, it's housing, it's something that's like immediate. Um right. And the encounter that you have with them creates this story. And then mm-hmm. that's when you can discover more needs and how you can develop those wraparound services. That's excellent. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. I could not have said it better. Perfect.
0: Yes. That's just incredible. And you are so right about, you know, one stop, one mm-hmm. place, one or two people, or even if it's just them feeling comfortable with mm-hmm. going to one place themselves mm-hmm. or having someone go with them somewhere else. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's incredible. That's, it's fantastic mm-hmm. work. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, you, and you've touched on it perfectly because it's that trust, mm-hmm. you know, that we're establishing with the client or that any agency establishes with, with their client and how difficult it is for that person to go ask for help. And then what we're gonna tell them, well, we can help you with this, but you need to go here, here and here. Right. Tell them your whole story again and ask for help again, you know, when it was probably difficult
0: enough the first time. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes re traumatizing as well, you know. Yes. These, yes. Um, yeah, talking about it over and over and over again um, can be exhausting, I'm mm-hmm. sure. And, you know, refugee would be hard. Right. And thank goodness Catholic mm-hmm. Social, Social Services is there. Um, I was looking at your fantastic impact report, which I'm assuming that can be found on your
1: website? Yes, it can. Awesome, mm-hmm. yeah, awesome. No, maybe click on it. Yeah, just
0: from the homepage. Wonderful. Um, I see one of your other services is mental health counseling. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's through a partner as well. Is that correct?
1: Correct. Yeah, we... Um, we have the Immaculate Heart of Mary Counseling Center that is part of CSS, and they do provide quite an array of, of mental health services. And so they'll do individual marriage group counseling. They also are on site at several different Catholic organizations and education um, institution. So they're at the Newman Center on campus and then a couple Catholic schools. They're out at St. Gregory, the Great Seminary and just providing those much needed and highly demanded um, services to the community.
0: And your services are free, is that correct?
1: Um, they are as far as counseling? Yes. Yes, so we, they do, we do have a sliding fee scale. Wonderful. So there are charity grants available for individuals who cannot afford to afford that. But then we also um, take Medicaid. Wonderful, wonderful. So, Good deal. Uh, yeah, most types of,
0: of insurance. Great, mm-hmm. great. Um, I wanna ask you one random question mm-hmm. and uh, what have you learned as a result of doing this work? What mm-hmm. have you learned about yourself, about community?
1: Yes, um, I think that it kind of goes back to what we've talked about in terms of success, and that is that if you are, if you are a true community partner, and you pursue collaborations and partnerships with other agencies and organizations, businesses, and all stakeholders, then then you win, mm-hmm. you know, then, then your goals are met, you know, you're able to serve your clients better because you are invested in the community and yeah. And when you win, your clients win. Absolutely. That
0: mm-hmm. is a wonderful way <laughs> to uh, move toward the end of our conversation. Cause it is absolutely correct. Um, yeah. We win when, when, mm-hmm when they win, that's wonderful. Um, Okay, so last thing I wanna know from you is how people can connect and uh, one more time where you're located and um, is it email, is it
1: phone number? Sure, yeah. So we are located at 2241 O Street here in Lincoln and our website is csshope.org. And then you can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and all of those you can you can connect to via our website at csshope.org.
0: Wonderful. And that is also where people can donate as well, correct? Lots. Yes, of awesome. course. Awesome. Yes. Always need donations. Um, the yes. gift of mercy for people as well, financially is important.
1: Correct, yeah. And on our website too, on the donate page there, we have all of our programs listed. And then if there's a special project or program that you want to support, there's an opportunity for you to write that in as well. So you can direct your donation if you wish. Wonderful, wonderful. Well,
0: Katie, this has been an excellent conversation. And I just want to say thank you so much for joining Cause Collective Radio. Um, It's excellent. Catholic Social Services does amazing work, um, Catholic Social Services of Southern Nebraska um, really seems like they're impacting positively on the community.
1: Thank you, yeah, thank you for having us.
0: Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for um, sharing your experience and the great work that you do for us in the community. And I wanna thank you, the listener, um, for listening to Cause Collective Radio on KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUM HD. We are Lincoln's Community Radio, and for more information and to listen to this podcast, you can visit www.causecollectivelincoln.org, and you can tune in next week, same time, same place, for another edition of Cause Collective Radio, and keep listening to KZUM 89.3 Lincoln, KZUM HD. Thanks.